2: It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, we have an update on the annual SAR meeting. We talk with President Ray Orb and a wrap-up. He talks about the resolutions and reaction to what the Premier announced yesterday, more money for roads and for channel clearing. We also hear from the minister in charge of several areas. We have several ministers uh, talking about surface rights, uh, trespass regulation, and interprovincial trade. We hear from the mayor of the city of Regina, Sandra Masters, about a possible new billion-dollar biofuels plant for the city of Regina. The city of Regina is prepared to kick in some money to look at a study on the feasibility. Rail transportation is another hot topic, and we take a look at rail transportation and how good the railways are doing. Is green movement still going at record paces? The farm weather is in its usual spot at the
0: bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. The president of SARM says this week's annual meeting was a huge success despite the coronavirus. The meeting wrapped up yesterday. Ray Orb says there were more than 1,800 registered delegates for the online meeting about the same number as previous year's attendance. He says the Premier's announcement of more funding for rural roads and channel clearing
3: yesterday was welcome news. Absolutely. We were really pleased uh, when the Premier announced uh, more funding for rural roads, you know, and the bridges. The um, issue that we brought up, of course, were, you know, the the amount of bridges that we have in rural Saskatchewan and the amount of money that that we need to go into these bridges to repair, you know, replace a lot of these bridges. So we're really pleased the province is moving some of that funding in. Also, the um, the announcement on channel clearing, you know, the increasing the budget for that as well. and with That's one thing our rural municipalities do rely on, is some funding for channel clearing, and that funding will increase. It's actually going to increase over the next couple of years, so we're really pleased about that.
2: Yeah, how important is extra funds for road building and channel clearing?
3: Well, you know, infrastructure, of course, the roads and bridges, one of the most important things to our, our rural municipalities right now, we, of course are they kind of the vehicles that carry, uh, you know, the grain to market, uh, lumber, uh, a lot of the resources that are extracted out in the rural areas, and uh, those products all have to get to destination somehow, and, and those roads and the business yeah. that uh, carry that weight, uh, that funding needs to be directed towards those structures. Otherwise, our uh, infrastructure, um, you know, our our really our network is at jeopardy if we don't get that funding.
2: Tell me about some of the resolutions. What were some of the topics that were passed by delegates?
3: Well, there were, you know, uh, resolutions that we do get, uh, not uncommon, to request more funding for beaver removal. Of course, the problem beavers that we have you know, out in the rural area. And some of the municipalities, particularly in the northern areas, is becoming more of an issue. So we're going to have to address that to try to be able to figure that out to get uh, more funding. It's funded from the federal government and in conjunction with the province as well. So we need to go back and look at that. Uh, Also on uh, um, TLE-specific land claims, that compensation that comes from the federal government, we need to go back and look at that because some of that funding to the Roman spelters that are affected by the entitlement, that fund is being depleted, and uh, at some point, some RM's, you know, they will not be compensated unless that funding improves. Uh, also, one on uh, on the Suma name change, which is still, uh, of course, a big issue for our rural members, is asking Suma to stop using uh, the name. Uh, other than SUMA, which is their legal name, and again, to be able to talk to the Premier and the uh, Government Relations Minister about that and to see if we can get some consensus on that.
2: What did you think of the virtual format this year for the SARM annual meeting?
3: Well, uh, I'll be honest with you, Jim, you know, we were a bit concerned by using the virtual format, uh, you know, I mean, we didn't have a choice, obviously. We needed to do a virtual conference, and we were concerned about connectivity issues. You know, out in the rural area is still one of our... I guess our main themes is to improve rural broadband and cell phone coverage, you know, in Saskatchewan. So we were pleased. For the better part, you know what, it worked very well. It obviously has some advantages because people, you know, can participate in the convention. They don't have to actually leave their home or, you know, in case of some of them going into RMO offices, they were able to connect that way. So it actually, I think it was uh, actually it was very well done. I have to give kudos to our staff for doing the great job they did. Uh, The companies that helped us, um, you know, deliver this out into the rural were very well um, equipped to be able to do that, very professional, and I think it went over well.
2: Ray Orb is the president of SARM. He was acclaimed as president for another term at the SARM annual meeting this week.
0: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
2: Premier Scott Moe is pushing for more prairie control over the port of Vancouver. Moe told SARM delegates yesterday the prairies are an important source of shipments through the West Coast
1: port, but have limited say on the board of directors. We work with our neighbouring jurisdictions uh, where we can. For example, with Alberta, Manitoba, and very shortly, likely British Columbia, we are actively pushing the federal government and have formally asked the federal government to give Saskatchewan and the other Western provinces more say in how we run our Vancouver Port Authority, better known as the Port of Vancouver, where a large a large value of Saskatchewan products are export, exported from. In fact, the prairie, the prairie Provinces produce most of what is shipped through the Port of Vancouver. Yet, we appoint as the Prairie Provinces as a whole, we appoint one of the 11 board members that oversee the operation of that port. That delegates needs to change, the and is premier- going to change. The
2: Premier also promised to continue the court battle against Ottawa's carbon tax because of its negative impact on farming and Saskatchewan. During the Bear pit session, one rural councillor asked about the new rural trespass law. Justice Minister Gordon Wyant says the legislation has passed, but there is a delay before it will be proclaimed as law. There's been a
4: significant amount of collaboration that's been done with respect to ensuring that uh, uh, you know, we have some public uh, education around the issue to make sure that we have a good communication strategy. And there's been some work being done across ministries with respect to the preparation of, uh, of an application so that, uh, so that we can have uh, the proper implementation of the legislation that work is proceeding. And I understand that it's proceeding quite quickly now. So uh, we're still very hopeful uh but we need to make sure that we have the right vehicle in place to ensure that uh, people can have access to the information that they need so that they're not offending the legislation the last thing that we would want to do is proclaim the legislation without having the proper tools in place and while there's been a lot of work that's been done uh, as i say we're 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 fairly close at least that's my understanding so uh, we're hopeful Uh, we know how important it is to people in rural saskatchewan around this piece of legislation that's why we brought it forward we also want to make sure that when we proclaim it, uh, that there's a, the appropriate tools are in place to make sure that it's effective and efficient. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think we fail. So uh, you can look forward to some more information on this uh, in the near future, uh, and we'll continue to work on it as diligently as we can.
2: One councillor pointed out the Crown corporations are using out-of-province call centres, and the Mo government promised to look into it. The Reeve of the RM of Elfrost, Norm Hall, raised concern about the surface rights legislation. He wanted to know the status of a review and update, saying some landowners need improved compensation for land disruption. Energy Minister Bronwyn Ayers says the petroleum industry continues to face challenges including a production shut-in of 30% this past year.
5: And I, I get where you're coming from, and, and certainly we continue to, to look at this and the, the optimal timing around it, but I think the question is, is that just when is the right time and when are things stable enough um, to, to start to undertake those, those discussions because they are for the long term. But, but again, certainly uh, certainly happy to look at it, and, and going forward, we're going to make sure that we, we make the right decision on it at the right time
2: the reeve of the arm of mervyn jerry ritz raised concern about interprovincial trade barriers premier scott moe first offered praise to ritz the former conservative mp who was the federal minister of agriculture when the wheat board monopoly was removed Mose's efforts with his provincial counterparts to remove interprovincial trade barriers remains a challenge.
1: I'll tell you how they go. Uh, We need to remove interprovincial trade barriers. Everybody agrees it goes around the table. It comes back around the table and then everybody starts in with their yeah buts. I need to protect this yeah but I need to protect this yeah but I need to protect this and nothing gets done. Um, How things do get done is you find a province where you can move forward on one item or two items or three items or whatever it is and you just move forward on them on a bilateral basis and any invite the rest of the herd is if you want to participate feel free if you don't that's fine uh, ultimately it'll be you that is less competitive and so we've done some of that with ontario done some of that with alberta um where it uh matters but we to your question we need to do a whole lot more of it and we need to do a whole lot more of it across uh, in particular the prairie provinces but i would say also across the nation
2: Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison echoed those sentiments, but says efforts continue to improve interprovincial trade.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source. 620
6: CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at school.com Now, once in a while on Real Ag Radio, we talk uh, about certain nooks and crannies of the agricultural industry that we don't focus on here on a daily basis. We're going to do that right now again. We're going to learn about aquaculture. Now, one of the top 50 influences in agriculture, as named by Agribition a couple weeks ago, was Cyr Couturier, and he is an aquaculture scientist at the Marine Institute at Memorial University of Newfoundland.
7: Actually, aquaculture is the, is the farming of uh, seafood, basically, and it's uh, it's been going on uh, in Canada, well, actually, it was included in the British North America Act pre-confederation, uh, um, primarily oyster farming uh, in Prince Edward Island, and I guess that's the reason. But it's uh, currently practiced in um, 10 provinces and at least one of the territories uh, across the country. So um, it's, you know, it involves 25,000 farm families and seafood farmers. Uh, Mostly family-owned, family-owned, uh, and we produce about uh, uh, five billion dollars worth of uh, G- uh, GDP every year. And it's practiced, as I said, in in all the provinces across the country. So,
5: so are there different kinds of aquaculture? Is there, you know, different ways people yeah. can?
7: Yeah, one of the um, actually one of the um, there are a number of species that are farmed: uh, oysters, mussels, seaweed. Uh, trout, tilapia, eel, Arctic char, sable fish, and, and many more. Sturgeon is another one. Uh, in all, in different provinces, obviously, uh, it, it's becoming more and more popular in in, uh, in Western Canada, in particular, um, where people can do it on land. So it is done on land uh, or in ponds. Um, there's actually shrimp farming in Alberta, uh, near Calgary. Uh, there, there's tilapia culture and aquaponics uh, in Alberta, uh, and just trout culture and other types of fish in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, very popular. And uh, it's, it's done in lakes, ponds, or on land. So it's becoming increasingly um, um, well-known as an ag or an agri-foods uh, product in the country
5: absolutely so um i guess when you're when you're looking at aquaculture is there different challenges to each of them you know obviously you can't do some things i mean apparently you can find shrimp in calgary but uh there's there's going to be challenges that you can find across the board what what's touch on some of them
7: well just just to highlight it a little bit uh, yeah. I, I, I think I would like to do is just highlight some of the similarities between agriculture land, you know, land-based and Canadian agriculture and uh, seafood farming. Essentially, they have a lot of, a lot of uh, similarities. The innovation, smart ag, precision ag and Canadian seafood farming is very similar to what's done in, uh, um, you know, in land-based ag- agriculture. Uh, Lot, uh, they contribute, in fact, to uh, carbon sequestration, healthy protein and food for Canadians uh, to help Canadians reach net zero. Uh, innovators, uh, we, we have all the same practices, animal husbandry, pl- crop health, uh, genetics, nutrition for humans and animals. All of these things uh, are uh, innovations that the seafood farming I- uh, sector is, is uh is conducting right now and continues to conduct, and uh, in tandem with the ag- agri-food sector. So um, so there's some things like that. Some of the challenges um, that are probably as germane to uh, aquaculture as they are to agriculture are the labor force uh, issues that we have unseasonal uh, seasonal ag, but, uh, but A lot of agriculture is actually year-round, so that's less of an issue, but it's still an issue.
6: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
0: It's your agro weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM.
2: The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high minus 6, the low minus 14. Friday, sunny, wind southwest 20, gusting to 40, the high plus 7 tomorrow. wind chill minus 19 tomorrow morning, the low minus 9. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 10, the low minus 3. Sunday, sunny, the high plus 8, the low minus 5. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 2, the low minus 8. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 12. Wednesday, sunny sky, the high minus 3. Normal high is minus 1. The normal low, minus 13. The sun rose at 721 this morning. It sets at 656 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at minus 1. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, minus 21. In Regina, sunny and minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 13. Humidity is 53%. The barometer rising 102.7. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 8. Winds are from the southwest at 13. Once again, Regina, sunny and 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
1: This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of
2: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. The City of Regina will be investing in the construction of a biofuel processing plant near the city. True North Renewable Fuels Limited asked City Council Wednesday to approve a $1 million grant, citing it was essential to the construction of the facility. Mayor Sandra Masters says the facility's potential is exciting.
5: It would be enormous to the city if it were between $800 million and $1.5 billion in investment. I think doing the math on that, it's um, a couple thousand construction jobs over the course of the next several years and then an ongoing, depending upon the spin-off, there's anywhere between uh, 150 to 350 permanent jobs.
2: The True North Renewable Fuels plant would focus on turning locally grown canola into biodiesel to be used in the aviation and rail industry. Masters says it was an easy decision to approve the grant as the plant aligns with the city's goal of being completely renewable by the year 2050.
5: The renewable fuel that they would be producing would be um, less than 20% of what fossil fuel produces and well within the federal um, emissions limits that are coming out.
2: Mayor Masters says it will create a reliable market for producers.
5: Uh, It provides producers with a certainty of market. So if you remember a couple years ago, there was some issues relative to canola production being shipped overseas and being cut off from shipping. This would actually provide a market for canola producers within the radius of Regina, um, a market which is sustainable and uh, ongoing.
2: The $1 million will come out of the city's reserve fund, with safeguards put in place ensuring the city gets its back its money back should the facility not be built or
0: move elsewhere. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM.
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca CN Rail reports it moved a record 2.28 million tonnes of grain last month which brings the crop year total to 19.7 million tonnes. That is also 17% higher than the previous record set in the 2018-19 crop year. While those numbers are impressive, the Agriculture Transport Coalition says they don't tell the whole story. New high-capacity grain hopper cars move more grain but that doesn't mean the system is efficient. The Ag Transport Coalition keeps track of weekly grain movement. Its membership includes grain companies and producer organizations. Milt Poirier with QGI Consulting does a weekly breakdown of rail performance. During Shipping Week 30, covering the last week of February, CN order fulfillment was only 53%. Poirier says both railways have had challenges providing consistent service levels on a weekly basis.
8: Why is there a lack of capacity or the ability for the railways to execute on a consistent basis and meet the demand of the industry for rail capacity? Why do we have this inconsistency, not just in order fulfillment, but in in the flow of traffic through the network? And lastly, and I think one of the things that should concern people is how fragile the system appears to be. It doesn't seem to take very much to disrupt it and have it get into that roller coaster cycle of good, bad, good, bad performance on a week-to-week basis.
2: Grain companies are looking for consistent rail service because sales are booked many weeks in advance.
8: You have to coordinate not only what's going on with respect to your operations in the country, the ordering in of grain, the cleaning of grain, the planning of shipments, you need to tie that to what you're planning for your terminals, whether they're your own or you're going through third-party contracted terminals, and then extend that to vessel planning, particularly for the largest shippers. So when you have that level of unpredictability with what is frankly the largest player in your supply chain and the one that gets you from your plant in Saskatchewan, say, to Vancouver Tidewater, it's very difficult to plan what you're doing at your end and what you're trying to get done at the terminal end because you don't know what the flow of capacity is going to be for what you want to move week in and week out planning those elements of your supply chain are not 24 48 or 72 hour exercises you know large grain companies are planning and booking vessels 90 days out so when things are going up and down like a yo-yo on a weekly basis it's very difficult to tie all of the elements of the supply chain together to make sure that you're delivering to your ultimate customers wherever they may be
2: The final stats have yet to be posted for shipping week 31, which ran from March 1st to the 7th, but Poirier provides these comments.
8: Week 31 is not looking particularly promising, and there's a couple of things that are weighing on what will be week 31 performance. There's going to be very heavy demand on the railways for both of them. Between the two railways, they're carrying over 3,500 unfilled orders from week 30 into week 31 which is going to significantly increase, you know, what we call the effective demand, new orders from shippers in addition to what didn't get filled in prior weeks. You add those together and that's the real demand the railway is trying to deal with. We do know that CN is rationing shipper orders in week 31. And the early indications are that it could be a fairly heavy dose of rationing. And car spotting for both railways remains questionable. Like We have not and continue to not see any durability or sustainability from CN or CP in their ability to spot the required level of empty cars week in and week out to provide some certainty of flow to shippers.
2: Milt Poirier is with QGI Consulting and monitors grain movement for the Ag Transport Coalition. His comments were made on the Grain by Train podcast, produced by Pulse Canada, a member of the Ag
0: Transport Coalition. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to
2: you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola gained six dollars and fifty cents at six ninety four sixty seven. Number one red spring wheat fell three fifty at two seventy nine fifty five. The rest were unchanged. Durham three twelve thirty two, feed barley two sixty three fifteen, flax eight ninety one eighty, lentils six forty four fifty, oats two twenty nine fifty three, yellow peas three ninety two eighty nine, feed wheat. 23884. The Minneapolis Spring Wheat May Futures are down eight and three quarter cents at six thirty-two half cent a
0: bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the source 620 CJRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by
2: the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest quotations.
9: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of March 11th. A very respectable number here considering the weather, 1770 in the sort, 180 cows and bulls, a total of 1950 for the day. Cows and bulls selling two to three higher here. What a set of slaughter cows we had here yesterday, listen up. D1, D2 cows, 80 to 90, sales to 94, 95, D3 cows, 70 to 80. The cows are averaging 85. 75. From the double bar D ranch at Grenfell, the ring was full of their 1900 pound cows, at 94.75, their 1,700-pound cows topped out at 95.50. A job well done to Ken and the gang at Grenfell, and a pen of black cows from the Vallastoustic Farms of Broadview. Their 1,600-pound black cows sold for 89 cents. Nice job to you all. Good bulls, 95 to 105, sales to 107. The bulls are averaging 97 cents. Onto the pre sort sale. Sales steady to higher in spots. Lesson up. On the steer side, 450-pound steers, 259, 500-pounders, 250, 570s at 239, 650-pound steers, 218, my favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers at 201, 800-pound black steers, 185, and 850-pound steers at 178. On the heifer side, 450-pound heifers, 216, 500-pounders at 206, 570-pound heifers, $2.00, Six hundred and fifty pound heifers one hundred eighty five, seven hundred and ten pound heifers one hundred seventy six, and eight hundred pound heifers at one hundred sixty five. There are more phone calls daily about producers looking to purchase replacement quality heifers. The bred cow sale slated for this Friday, March the twelfth, has been canceled. Our next scheduled bred cow and cow cap pair sale will be Friday, March the twenty sixth. Our next sheep lamb goat sale, Friday, March nineteenth. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
2: And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for today. This is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants and still continuing to move upward on a daily basis. It's now one ninety four, eighty seven dollars per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the
2: Resource Report. Tourmaline Oil is reporting higher fourth-quarter earnings and production, along with a 14% increase in its dividend. This past year, it completed four corporate acquisitions. The Calgary-based company, the largest natural gas producer in Canada, says it had net income in the last three months of 2020 of $629 million, or $2.28 per share, more than 10 times the gains it reported in the same period of 2019. New York Congressman Brian Higgins wants U.S. President Joe Biden to make reopening the Canadian border his next priority. Higgins, a Democrat, wants the White House to prioritize easing border restrictions by the end of May, since Biden expects most Americans to have access to a COVID-19 vaccine by then. Higgins chairs a group of politicians from northern states whose regional economies have been hit hard since the border was closed to all but essential travel almost one year ago. On the markets, the energy and metals and mining sectors helped lead a broad-based rally on the Toronto Stock Exchange as Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit advance in late-morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also pushed higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 155 points at 18,845. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 335 points at 32,632. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.53 cents U.S. compared with 79.13 79.13 cents on wednesday the april crude oil contract was up $1.10 at dollar 10 at 65 dollars 54 per barrel that's the resource report if you missed any segment of the show tune in to the on demand saskatchewan agriculture today podcast brought to you by gowan canada gowan canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions visit gowancanada.com to learn more
1: active pre-emergent herbicide.